0: So I noticed a trend. Yeah. Um, we get up early to do these podcasts and I don't know what, it, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's that one night every week that my daughter decides to just not sleep. Nice. <laughs> it's like torture. Yeah. So,
1: um. Did you at least get any sort of a reprieve from the, the clock change? Like, uh, did she sleep in? Um, I guess she, she is she still asleep Is she, I guess is what I'm asking
0: she is still asleep um, having been asleep since probably uh, I don't even know three or something <laughs> right oh <sighs> <sighs> yeah rough Um, it's kind of her new thing to like like just suddenly become wide awake in the middle of the night and like want to play and so we're like yeah. laying there and she's like just talking to us or like playing peekaboo and stuff <laughs> and you know it's it's cute, so you're kind of laughing a little bit, but you're at the same time. It's like, oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to Excuse me for my groany voice, uh, which I don't know. I feel like it's uh, maybe the second or third week in a row, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm here. I made it. I got up. <laughs> well, I I
1: think vocal fry is all the rage these days, anyway. So all right. Yeah, I'm sure you're making lots of our listeners excited. So
0: Yeah, my contribution
1: to yeah. this podcast is uh,
0: like, <laughs> That's, that's uh, on the money. <clears throat>
1: yeah, so our kid, uh his sleeping patterns have just always sucked. Um and I I I don't know there's like I saw some blog one time that's like everything I've learned about Baby sleeping patterns, and they list like every single piece of advice that they've gotten from like 10 different books, and like every single piece of advice contradicts every other single piece of advice. (laughs) Is it more
0: like, here's everything we heard, just try everything? Oh man, kind of, yeah, basically, type list.
1: Uh, yeah, it's like, never let them cry it out, always let them cry it out. It's like, Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we basically gave up on trying any other people's advice and we just did, uh, what we felt worked for us. Um, and now that we've moved to Montreal, we're now at a point where he has his own room instead of us just co-sleeping. How's it working out? Uh, not as well as I'd like, Mm -hmm. uh, because he's so used to co-sleeping at this point that he has a hard time sleeping without it. So inevitably one of us does end up going in and sleeping with him anyway.
0: Right. Oh, so um, it's it's you going to his room now.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so, like,
0: right. if
1: if if Andrew and I sleep together, then at some point in the night he'll wake up and he'll come and get one of us. <laughs> uh, so is
0: it like a toddler bed he has?
1: Uh, he has a Japanese futon, so it's just on the floor.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. So...
1: Yeah, he just gets up, and it's a a double size, so it's big enough that we can all lay down on it. Right, right. Um, So there's
0: there's no chance of you getting in a baby bed and breaking it.
1: Right, right. Uh, So, yeah, he'll he'll either come get us, or uh, every now and then I'm just like, okay, I'm too tired to deal with being woken up. I'm just going to go lay in there and go to sleep, and that way when he wakes up, he'll just go right back to sleep because he's already got someone.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) so (laughs) uh at least for the past two weeks i've been working on gradually getting him to fall asleep on his own without Uh, one of us being in the room um so it it just like started with okay we're not going to lay down with you anymore i'm i'm going to sit here and i'll hold your hand until you fall asleep and and now what we do is like uh, we are still in his room but we're like around a little corner so he can't see us Hmm. But he knows that we're there, and then he falls asleep, and so uh, tonight is going to be the first night that I'm gonna try being like outside with the the door closed and we'll wow. see how that pans out yeah
0: good luck, good luck okay well uh i uh so um our kid was sleeping like as perfect as one could want before our big uh, uh trip to Japan in November um. Yeah literally like when it was bedtime i would carry her in she would be still awake i put her into her bed and i'd say good night and she'd say good night back to me and i would leave the room and that'd be it yeah like sometimes she'd just be like awake laying there looking up at me i'd be like okay see ya no crying nothing just leave and that's it she goes to sleep like yeah <laughs> especially now that things are not so nice it's hard to even believe it was ever like that yeah. But now, um, you know how some kids have their like security thing, like the famous uh, security blanket or whatever, and right. if they don't have it, they just lose it. Well, she seems to have developed a security uh, thing, and that thing, for whatever reason, of all things, is uh, uh, Key's throat. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she like puts her in the, the, the most gentle chokehold ever and goes to sleep. Every, night, every single night so if Key's not there no way um, she's not sleeping um, wow. and I don't know if it's us being lazy or what but she also got sick for a while and was really like stuffy and waking up a lot so yeah, since coming back uh, it's yeah not been working out too well it's been her in our bed pretty much every night
1: yeah and i that's that's kind of what it was like for us too right is like um we've all we've traditionally lived in a tiny apartment so like in vancouver we we only had the one bedroom so we didn't really have a choice other than Uh, co-sleeping and we were getting to a point where we were able to like put him to sleep at night and then and go do our own thing as opposed to like going to sleep with him um but we've flown a few times with him and like every time we go somewhere new, it like changes his sleep patterns again. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the problem. um, yeah, it's frustrating. Cause we know that like all I, I like suspect that all this effort I'm going through right now is just going to get ruined in June when we go to Toronto. <laughs> for uh-huh. a week.
0: Nice. Uh, well, but, not nice, but, uh, yeah. nice. You have a trip plan, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Uh,
1: Oh well, it is what it is. Babies, uh, man. I it, it's it's been way easier for us to just go along with what he wants, and mm-hmm. we're all getting rest at night as opposed to like trying to fight and. Uh, yeah, wow. I just want. Once I'm asleep, I want to stay asleep. So I'm I'm pretty willing to just like go and lay down next to him if uh, that's what it takes.
0: Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, we, I mean, that's like I said, we were getting kind of lazy. I, I say we're getting lazy, but really that's what it amounts to. Like, life's busy. Kid yeah. is interfering with sleep. Just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but on that
1: note, um, aside from sleep patterns, he has also been showing an interest in video
0: games. Excellent. I am experiencing something similar. That's great. Uh, I
1: I I think the Xbox store was giving away uh, uh some like retro a Final Fantasy 15 uh, beat 'em up game. <laughs> okay. Uh it's like an hour long. They they did it to promote. It was originally like a, a pre-order bonus that yeah. you got for pre-ordering the game. Yeah. Uh but they they gave that away for free, so I installed it this weekend on my Xbox. And uh, so the kid comes over and he's like,
0: daddy, play (laughs) video game. Nice.
1: (laughs) And then he opens up the drawer where I've got the GameCube and he's like, play purple one. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So so I installed one game on one system, but then we ended up playing a game called uh, Ribbit King.
0: Oh yeah, Ribbit King, yeah. Uh, so we ended up playing that on the GameCube. Nice. Um, does he actually play with you, or is he more of a he, spectator? He
1: holds the second controller, and I put it on one player, but, you know, the AI gets a turn, and so he thinks he's playing. Oh, nice. Uh, and w- uh, this seems to be the only game so far that I've tried that with where he actually buys it.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah, Lu- Luca's, uh, she likes spectating for sure, she's more interested in do- in that and in like physically handling the games, like I just have a bunch of them laid out and she's like, this one, this one, this one, and keeps like switching them up, like pulling it yeah. out of the system and putting the new one in, <laughs> and then like when I finally get her to stop for a second and play a game, she'll like point at the things on the screen, like robots, yeah. M- Luigi, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, she doesn't really get it yet, uh, like I'm trying to say like, press this button and stuff happens and you know, she's little. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, there was a game uh I actually tried getting him to play it a while ago called Grow Home. Okay. Um and he seemed to to get the fact that he could move the joystick and the character would move or he could move the other joystick and the camera would move. Okay. So he was just like you know aimlessly making everything spin.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but he, he seemed to identify the fact that he was making it move and he seemed pretty happy just by that fact.
0: Nice. It's uh, it sounds that, uh, my kid likes. So like if it's a game where, let's say it's an old game and you press the button and the character jumps and makes like a boing noise like that, like she'll press it and hear the boing and get like kind of excited. But if it's a game where like, say it's just a something she's moving around, I don't know if she quite gets the movement yet.
1: Right. So, uh, and so then uh other than my kid playing a game with me i also got to play a game with my wife this week nice uh there's a game called ibn Ab. okay are are you familiar no i'm
0: not
1: uh it was an indie game that came out a few years back on the playstation 3 um and and it's it's a pretty cool game um Mm -hmm. It's it's designed to be two player and if you don't have a second player you control both players with one controller. Okay. So it's like a it's a pretty simple puzzle platforming type game but um you can jump through these like the the world is split into two and if you're on the top side of a platform then you jump and you go up but if you're on the bottom side you jump and you go down.
0: All right. Cool. So
1: like gravity always pulls you into the center of the screen?
0: Okay. Okay. Um, sounds like sounds like a uh, Mega Man level,
1: kind of. Kind of, kind of. Um, but yeah, it's like to to do some of the jumps, you have to work with each other. Like you've got to jump on one character, and then like you, the bot, the character on the bottom will jump, and then at the peak of their jump, you jump and stuff to like okay. get as much height as possible. And
0: did she enjoy this?
1: Yeah, uh, it, oh. it's like eight hours in total, so we're not very far in, but. Uh, yeah, it's she, completable. She seemed to like it. But she she doesn't play too many games, so uh, yeah. We got I've, through three full, four full levels, I think.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I've actually. I mean, we've I uh, give Key a lot of credit. She's been playing a lot of games with me lately, which I think is kind of a. It's like a 2017. Like let's do the things we're interested in more together. Yeah. We're kind of concerted effort, but uh, she is. Yeah. Uh, 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 let me see. She's in the third level in the dark world in link to the past, which is really impressive for me. Like, wow, <laughs> playing a game. Holy crap. And then, uh, yesterday, I guess one of the benefits to just having all these physical games everywhere. Um, well, I've always felt it's a benefit or it's, it's a fun thing to do. is just to like, cause I mean, I haven't played all these games, right? There's just so many. So just to kind right. of pull random fun looking games and just try them and just like kind of, tear through like 20 games in one night and just try a bunch so we've been doing that kind of thing every now and then and la- yesterday we were playing like the sumo wrestling game a while and then this other stupid game and then we played mario is that, is that
1: the sumo one on the famicom yeah 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 i was playing that a little bit on my uh <laughs> <Nice>. mini
0: <laughs> oh is it is, i wonder if it is that one that it has <laughs> uh i'd have to look it's it's one i yeah it's kind of i don't know if it's famous but it's it's like the sumo game for uh the old nintendo anyway we we're just playing a few games last night that was fun um I, I wouldn't say we made progress per se but um it's just fun to yeah get together is it is it called uh that, that's the one yeah that's the one i despite having owned the game for like 15 years and finding it fun enough to just play every now and then. I've never actually sat down and figured out the controls. It's really just a mash buttons and hope the other sumo falls off kind of game.
1: Yeah, that's basically what I was doing. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah, so uh, any any other games that you've been up to this week? Or shall we jump straight into reminiscing about
0: arcades? (laughs) Reminiscing about arcades, man? Um... (laughs) you know it's been kind of a light week uh i was i think i mentioned i was like trying to play an hour a day of games i kind of um uh you know i mean i of course enjoy games very much but when it when it becomes like like an item on my calendar i'm starting to get kind of dragged out by it it'd be like i'd be busy and then it'd be like 11 p.m and i haven't played any games yet and the kid is still awake and i'd be like you know, kind of just cramming random time in and cutting back on yeah, sleep. Yeah. So um, I kind of relaxed that a little bit uh, this week just to get a little more sleep and chill out and and, and I don't know, just be happier really. So I'm um, still playing FTL, uh, just trying some of the, I'm, I'm really casually playing it. You know, I'd like to probably beat it on, at least on normal mode and with some of the other ships and just, I, I just turned on the extended mode features. So, uh that's kind of my go-to game right now, um, but there's a few other games on my up-and-coming list uh, that I'm pretty eager to uh, play and finish off. I'm actually since uh, the new Zelda game got all these raving reviews, I'm uh, I'm thinking of going through and getting the uh, the other Zelda games I haven't beaten yet. Yeah. Um, and just finishing them off. So chronologically, the next in that order is uh, is actually um, the Four Swords game on GameCube. Right. which I've always kind of struggled with because I have no one to play it with. I yeah, have <laughs> no yeah. consistent person to play it with. But now that Key is playing games with me, I'm thinking, mm, maybe we could make this our weekly game to just blast through. Yeah, I mean, and if and... she's
1: enjoying Link to the Past, then it, it's not a far stretch to try getting into that one next.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, obviously it's two players at the same time. Uh, yeah. Even for me, it's like a lot of fun having played the other Four Swords game. Um, So I think it would, yeah, work out pretty well. But the time has come. So that's I think next on my list probably. Nice. Um, yeah, I
1: I guess uh, part of what it, it inspired me to to want to talk about arcade games this week is just the the fact that um that I one of my coworkers uh brought in a deck building game. Just it's like a, a card board game. game. Yeah, yeah. Um which was Star Realms and so we were, oh, we were yeah. playing that throughout lunch which was it was pretty fun, um, yeah. and then, yeah, it was kind of inspiring me to try to play some multiplayer with Andrea, and uh, reminded me of uh, various arcade experiences and stuff, because I, I think gaming is quite a bit different when you're on your couch in front of a TV as opposed to, like, in a public place. And...
0: Yeah, um, you know, I've always thought, for me anyway... Um, like social gaming is just the most fun thing to me. And uh, mm. for a lot of people, that means uh, some sort of like multiplayer That's game it. online or something. But for me, it's always like my friends in a room together playing. It's just a lot yeah. of fun. So, like, lately we've been talking about what games we're playing and trying to beat. You know, I like that too. Like, I like finishing these long RPGs and stuff. But, yeah, like, yeah. I remember uh, me and a couple friends getting together and beating the first Silent Hill. We like, Came over and stayed up all night, like three nights. Oh, three. It wasn't in a row, but like on a few separate occasions, and just played through the whole game. We're all like playing together and getting scared together. Like it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was more fun than like me alone sitting in the room and just kind of you know la 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 playing through the game. So, be it a one player game yeah. or a multiplayer game, I just find that a lot more fun. So uh, even like. A lot of these older like nintendo games like i'll have another enthusiastic friend come over and we'll like uh stay up all night and beat you know whatever ghost and goblins or adventure island or these really hard games and it's just a lot of fun for me yeah so um yeah like the the arcade for me obviously it's a different type of game you're not really saving and loading but i i've i always liked that a lot actually
1: i i always liked them um you know, my I think my the earliest memory that I have with arcades was lit, growing up in Nova Scotia, my family, <laughs> uh, my, like my grandparents and cousins and stuff were over in Prince Edward Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so back before the Confederation Bridge was built, the only way to get there was by ferry.
0: Yeah. And get, get to Nova Scotia, uh, get from Nova Scotia to PEI.
1: Yeah. And, and there were arcades on all those ferries. So that was like the thing that I was excited about. It's like, I, I could care less about going to visit my, uh, my grandparents for a long weekend and (laughs) spending part of it in church and stuff. I was excited about getting to that arcade. (laughs) That's
0: Excellent! Um, <laughs> wow, on the ferry, I wouldn't have thought. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great. So I remember back then there was like the Terminator pinball games, and there was like cruising USA. Yeah, uh, the stuff you
0: get in uh, in like the movie theaters now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: They. They. I don't think they ever had air hockey on in in the in the boat because nice. It, it, It'd, be a, it'd probably be a little bit unpredictable. <laughs> but, a
0: little uh, rough.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was lots of those games. I And I remember always being a fan of the ones where, like, there was a, a holstered gun of some sort, and you got to pull that out and, and aim at stuff and shoot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, as time went on, too, um, where, like, home consoles really developed. I mean, I know everyone's heard the story a million times, and that that kind of led to the downfall of arcades or whatever. But before arcades really, when they were still a thing and they were... The, we lived in a world where everyone had like the arcade as an option and the home consoles the, as an option That was the kind of thing that made the arcade special, right? It was like all the weird accessories or like Yeah, you know the whack-a-mole kind of like it's a physical There's a physical aspect to the game or, or the aiming gun or whatever. It was a lot of fun
1: We actually took Laz to uh, a small arcade shortly after coming to Montreal um, And he loved whack-a-mole. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> His reaction time was so bad that he never actually hit anything. <laughs> <He loved it.
0: laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, um, as you probably know, or as people still often bring up, um, the arcades are, uh, despite being in decline, still quite a thing in Asia, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, when we were in uh, Japan last, we went to, like, just near near Ki's uh, parents' house, there's, like, a... I guess it's kind of a shopping center, but like a multi. It's like they, one floor is all restaurants, one floor is like groceries, and one floor is, or like two or three floors are like department floors, and then the top floor is about half department and half arcade or game center, right. um, as they say. And so we, we, uh, that was the last, I think probably the last, no, it would be the second last I've been to one since, but that was, um, the first and only time I think I brought, uh, our kid to the arcade. And, uh, yeah. I think at this age more so than staring at a screen that's a lot kind of those physical things like getting on the ride and getting on whatever is a lot of fun um especially yeah. actually i think the ones that are a combination are are the most fun for her i don't know if you've seen the pictures i think key might have put some up but there's like a, a mario kart game there and yeah, it's two yeah. players and you play each other yeah she was actually quite enthusiastic about that so i was like yes fun she uh yeah of course can't play it at all but that's kids right yeah, there's, uh,
1: it's funny because I think, like, I used to go to the arcade all the time on the boat, and then there may have been an arcade in Amherst that I remember going to once or twice. I don't remember, there There wasn't one in Truro, was there?
0: Oh, you don't remember the Truro arcades? I don't think I went to it. The two arcades in Truro?
1: I don't think I ever went to either of them. Wow. When did you move to Truro?
0: Uh, 95... 95. You might have missed the ball. I'm not sure. So at one point there was two arcades. One in the Truro Mall and one in that other so in Truro, our little town growing up um, for whatever reason there was two malls and I think nothing else. Oh, there was, remember the, oh of course, the Esplanade the little... uh, There
1: there was two malls because there was one where the the, the the businesses that had money went to and then there was the other one where people went to it but... You know, if you had money, you knew better than to open a business there because it was going to flood every year.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, you've uh, you've spoiled my story here. Arcade number two was at that mall and flooded. Oh, man. And of all, like, so that was the worst mall. No one went. It was awful, except for the flea market, which was awesome. But um, it had the better arcade yeah I you know memory honestly memories are quite hazy I just remember loving it and going there often with my friends and of course you know Street Fighter 2 and stuff I remember being so sad when it flooded because now we only have one arcade we only have one arcade in Truro this sucks (laughs) of course now there's no (laughs) arcades but um the other one was in Truro mall uh right at the end I don't know um, do you remember toys and wheels
1: you know, I think I do remember that yeah, being there. Cuz cuz I used to yeah. work in that mall and and I think it may have still existed when I was working there.
0: Well, well. Um yeah, it was Cause, kind cause of a,
1: There's like that bowling type game, right? And you could get tickets, right?
0: Yes, yep, yep, yep. Um and it also had like Street Fighter 2 and all the the big titles. Right. Um I I never, you know, it's funny because um when you read about arcades and you kind of hear about the arcade culture of the late eighties, early nineties or whatever, they always get like the bad rap about like, that's where like the, the bad kids hang out or the kids skipping school or like the drug dealers or something. I don't know. But in maybe Truro that's... anyway, well, growing <laughs> up, like the arcade was like geek zone. Like that was where the geeks went, right? Like no, yeah. one, no one cool would ever be seen there. Right. Maybe, that... maybe
1: that's just a difference between the, the culture of different towns. Cause it's like, Maybe I, I think Truro was definitely geeky, but then if, if you look at that arcade that's on Granville Street in uh, Vancouver, <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's Sketchstone. The guy running it is like a, a no bullshit kind of guy.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I I remember we went there. Like, I don't remember if it was just I had moved there or you had moved there or <laughs> or what, but we were like meeting up for the first time in ages. And noodles we decided to meet up there because neither of us had been there. And hey, it's an arcade. Let's play video <laughs> games. And, and then we get there. It's like 18 plus only. And... We were playing one of the games and then we decide we're going to explore a little bit more. And we head towards the back and it turns out it's actually like an adult cinema.
0: Yeah, like half, half of the <laughs> place. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. yeah and that's we scary. just like
1: left immediately and went and played <laughs> video games at like Urban Outfitters or, or some <laughs> other store. Uh, where they had like yes. a Nintendo hooked up
0: yeah uh the genesis with all the all the games on it or whatever (laughs) um it's funny because i lived like like a two minute walk from that arcade or whatever for the last two years i was in vancouver so um i actually used to go (laughs) fairly regularly because i had another friend who would call me like every whatever like midnight saturday like i don't know drunk out of his mind and be like man i have like a hundred quarters let's go to the arcade and i was like uh okay <laughs> he, he would just pay for the whole thing it was awesome <laughs>
1: uh,
0: nice yes nice indeed uh, but
1: yeah i had i had like pretty much barely gone to any arcades at all up until that point and then i think i've actually gone to an arcade like at least three times since my kids have been born so my frequency has gone up a little bit
0: Interesting. Uh probably the opposite story for most people, I think. Yeah. Um, well, so we had a uh work event at my company. I might have told you this. Uh uh and there's like an arcade in town in, in Seattle, Gameworks it's called right, right. in downtown Seattle. Right, uh, I don't know if you remember. Did you go there? I don't know. It's right no. outside the convention center. Yeah, um it's actually fairly impressive, honestly. Um like they have a bunch of new stuff, they have a bunch of old stuff, they have a bunch of like like you know, shooting games, racing games, whatever else. And uh, so uh, the the team event, it was like, here's a card. It's infinite plays. Go do whatever you want. And that was nice because, <laughs> I mean, actually, mm-hmm. it's, I think this is the second time they've done that. There's another arcade in Bellevue we went to. And that was mostly newer games, which is cool. But mm, this time we were, like, playing, like, all the cool shooting games and stuff. So, I don't know. It's cool to see arcades continuing to exist anyway. I think it's fun that... Uh, uh, Probably like when I was a, a kid, I felt like it was just a, a big lineup of arcade cabinets, whereas now that has somewhat diversified into like arcade cabinets and, and bowling games and all these other physical things, I guess. But mm. um, it, was, it was cool though, because like obviously there's people at my company who just don't care about games at all. They're not video game players, but then they'll play like the shooting game or like the whatever, air hockey game. So it, I was impressed with the arcade's ability to appeal to a wide variety of tastes.
1: I think, I think the things that I enjoyed the most were certainly those experiences, like the car sims or like mm. the the gun games and stuff. Because as much as I really liked uh, like video games, uh, I always felt cheated at arcades. Like I felt like playing like the Captain America game or the Ninja Turtles games or mm. uh, any of those. It's like. You just had to pump so many quarters in because it's mm-hmm. like you'd lose your life and it's like, okay, feed a quarter or stop playing. And it's like, I don't know. But part of it being that I, as a kid, never had a job up until the point I was 16. So it's like I had to rely on the dollar that I would get from my parents and yeah. no more than that.
0: Better hope you're very good at this game.
1: Yeah, it's like so it's like you you pay a dollar and get nowhere in a game that is very similar to what you can play at home or you pay a dollar and play something that you can't play at home.
0: Yeah. You know, that's actually it. Uh, That's, I think why um, I probably enjoy arcades a lot more now actually, because it's just like, whatever, (laughs) it's just bring a few dollars, play, have fun, you know, hang out with your friends and go home. Like when I was a kid, I had the exact same experience, right? Like it felt so limited in what you could do. Um, And like, it was okay. Like you'd have a few quarters and, and play street fighter once or twice and then try another game. But it was always like, oh, I always had like a bag or I could smash this machine and just keep playing the quarter again and again or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Were you ever into uh pinball? They had a lot of pinball machines there too. Uh,
1: I, I played them now and then like whenever we would go camping at campgrounds, there would tend to be a pinball machine or something and okay. I would play it. But, uh, I don't know. I, I've very consistently was able to hit the ball so that it would go up, bounce off something, and then go perfectly between the two paddles so that there's no way I could do anything
0: to hit it. <laughs> what, in like in like every single pinball machine ever?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and so I just got like frustrated enough with that process that I, I stopped wanting to play pinball.
0: That's funny. Well the thing for me, um, is uh like so my own father who was kind of I don't know really conservative and zero interest in in silly video games you know that kind of attitude across the board forever like in my yeah. youth it was hard to find a lot of uh commonality where we could hang out with something but out of nowhere for whatever reason he was really into pinball he like loved pinball i think it was like probably when he was my age or whatever or younger i'll say like pinball was kind of the go-to form of entertainment or something so we like pinball a lot. So that was the one thing we could actually kind of uh, share somewhat a little bit. I mean, it didn't That's happen funny. that often, but at, at the very least, like if I if I could manage to bring him to the arcade or get get him to come with me, we could play pinball. So um, that kind of, I think in absence of that, I probably never would have really gotten into pinball. But because of that, it was like, okay, okay, I can go with this. So it was kind of cool. You know, you'd go to the arcade, um, play a few pinball games, and then he'd go do his thing and I'd play whatever the arcade the the cabinet games for a little bit that's
1: funny there's there's a guy i used to work with who uh was originally from texas and he was kind of the same way like he never really seemed to show any interest in in video games at all but there was like a, a a bar that we would go to in australia that had a pinball machine and like we would go out for group lunches and he would just like go over and play pinball the whole time when nice. he was waiting for his food to arrive
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice yeah um at uh, at microsoft they actually in the common area like the lunch area they have a bunch of pinball machines and it's all free like they've they configured nice. you can just play yeah so there is always a huge line or not a line just they're always occupied but if you go in early for lunch as i do i can usually get a game in or two if i if i want to
1: yeah I I remember thinking that was amazing the first time I walked into a business place that had arcade stuff <laughs> uh, uh, shortly after college uh, I ended up like going to DreamWorks to, to do a little bit of teaching there and um, and DreamWorks in down in Glendale, they had, uh, like, a, an arcade machine that had a bunch of games installed on it. Like, I guess it was an emulator. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I, I remember I played through Street Fighter, like, the original Street Fighter for the first time <laughs> at <Nice>. DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. While I was there for, like, a seminar for a week. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, we... At EA in Vancouver, they've got a, a bunch of machines everywhere too. And so we went there for our, our holiday party. I, got, I took Andrea and Laz there. And mm-hmm. Laz was just so excited to sit on one of those car machines and, and play uh, a, a racing game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was nice.
1: absolutely terrible driver. I would never trust him in my vehicle.
0: But <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so at Microsoft, they have they actually have arcades set up. It's just they're really hard to find, kind of, because Microsoft's split across like a hundred some buildings. Yeah. And so there's like a mailing list, and it's like. These are all the, there's like a a retro gamer mailing list and they have, um, as part of that, they have like a list of where all the the cabinets are. It's quite a list. It's like, these ones are broken. No one knows who owns these. Please claim them in five years or they're up for auction and blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, But they're just so spaced out. It's like, if I want to go play games, I have to get like a shuttle somewhere. And, you know, it's not, I I never do because it's not just kind of there in the lobby of the building I work in, which is unfortunate. Um, But I don't know. The effort's appreciated. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah. speak, i was gonna say speaking of uh, uh emulators have you are you aware of or have you ever played uh meme uh
1: i am aware of it um i used to have an emulator for it on my playstation 3 actually um but i don't know i i just don't really have any nostalgia for that type of game like the like I said, when I was a kid and I had no money, I I just ended up preferring playing the other stuff. So right. I don't know the it it doesn't I feel like there's very much incentive for me to emulate that stuff.
0: Interesting. So I would probably have said the same thing for the most part, I think. But um, my friend uh put a bunch. So he has a meme emulator on. Um, I guess it's an Xbox. It's an old Xbox, actually. Um, and it, it works great. Uh, and he just left the Xbox here. So I have this main box, and there's lots to do, to do on it. And uh, so I was I was uh, kind of just getting into it and playing it. And uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. I, it's, it's less about nostalgia and more about, I guess, just kind of a type of game that I just haven't played a lot. So just getting to mm. play it. And, I mean, if you... Know, if obviously arcade games tend to be a certain way, right? You die a lot, but then you can continue as much as you'd like. And then it tends to be multiple, multiple players, which is another draw, right? I can like play games with, with key or with whoever. Um, and I just find, I mean, just kind of being, if you're interested in game design and stuff, um, it's, it's limited. Of course, you're not going to play like some awesome strategic game or like some really kind of steep learning curve kind of game, but Mm. it's, it is just another another uh, kind of genre that achieves certain things in a different way. So I just find it very interesting to go through that library and kind of uh, uh, experiment, I guess. And plus, like like I said, I mean, if it's just me and Key, it's like, oh, I want to play a game for 20 minutes, sure. And then we'll just flick something on and screw around. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of really weird games. So it's always fun to find those.
1: I guess it seems interesting from like a a, a data point of view where... You know, if if you look at the popularity of uh, the latest Zelda game, for example, mm. mm-hmm. like, it it sold really, really well and got lots of pre-reviews and stuff, but that, like, that got all of its hype before the game was released, right? Right. But with an arcade game, if you look at how much money an arcade game earns it's only going to earn money if it keeps bringing people back to the machine again and again. Yeah. Like if people play it and then that's it, like it's, it's just going to tank.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I find interesting. Like they, they're they just designing a game for a different atmosphere and then yeah. what approach they take, I guess.
1: I, so I guess it's, it's interesting if you look at some of those games that did, earn tons of money and you can kind of analyze to see what specifically about those mechanics was it that kept yep. people pumping quarters in, <laughs> which <laughs> I guess is exactly what people want to do who have microtransactions for like Candy Crush and whatnot. or
0: To some extent, yeah.
1: I, I guess I should bleep that game name. <laughs> <laughs>
0: for something.
1: Did, did you ever, did you listen to the last podcast where I bleeped out the person's name?
0: <laughs> I uh, I didn't get a chance. Is it uh,
1: awesome? I I use like the, the Mega Man death sound.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. I will definitely follow up. <laughs> 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 awesome. Awesome, awesome. Funny. Yeah. Um I uh I was thinking about um kind of what happened to arcades and how they tend to be less Common and stuff, and I was thinking, it was, it's interesting to me anyway, um, I mean, I don't go to like a lot of game cons by by any means, but um, I've been going to of course PAX every year and it's by no means an arcade, but obviously mm. they have all the stuff set up like so many people are demoing their game and then like you have things like the big companies like they had the, the, the huge uh, Street Fighter 5 set up, and then you have like the smaller companies who just have their game and you can kind of stop by and play it so um, it's very different of course in that it's not like just a bunch of arcades and a dark, a bunch of cabinets in a, in like a dark, almost like a dark alley and they want your money. But it's, I I found it, I got the same positive vibe, I guess, where you walk in and there's a bunch of other video game enthusiasts and you Mm. can kind of talk to them and randomly get kind of these matchups with people you don't know and just fight them and have fun and and move on. But once you've paid to get in, it's free and you can stay there five hours, one hour, eight hours, right? So, um, I don't know. It's kind of, I guess, like in terms of um, filling the void in my life, so to say, so to speak. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily miss arcades, but I like that you can still have those very public, social gaming experiences in different ways now. Yeah. Because I don't think there was any equivalent of a game con twenty years ago. I, I could be wrong. Uh, I remember E three being
1: a thing. Back yeah, but E we three was there. always.
0: I mean, it's in one place. Yeah. And it's expensive, and there's, like, press. Like, I don't think... They they definitely didn't have
1: the four different PAXs around the world <laughs> back then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, E3 was not the kind of place, like, a 12-year-old would just go to, right? Whereas, no. Whereas PAX is very much both kind of the kids wandering around being like, ooh, and then yeah. people like us who are more, I don't know, probably interested in, like, not just sitting down and playing games all day, but various other... Yeah, uh, going to lectures. And, and... Yeah. So... Um, I don't know. I just thought that was uh, maybe uh, at least in, in from my <laughs> experiences, kind of the closest uh, 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 descendant to the arcades that I. I've
1: I like that different cities do have a culture for it. Like there's there's an arcade on St. Catherine's uh, here in Montreal, and it I've gone by at lunchtime, and it I have yet to actually go inside, but it always looks busy.
0: Hmm,
1: cool. uh, but I remember there was an arcade in Vancouver in uh, in the International Village area. I don't remember the name of the mall specifically, but it's the one that has the theater in it. Do you know uh, what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, I'm not sure about the arcade specifically. Uh, well,
1: to... there was an arcade in that mall and it was empty. Uh, Like I never saw a single person in there. I took Laz in one uh, or two times and he had a ball like going around hitting all the brightly colored Sega machines and stuff Mm. that where you can like win a Sonic the Hedgehog plush or something. (laughs) Yeah. But there was never anyone in there. Hmm. There was a
0: pretty Sorry.
1: it's, it's, It's weird how like one city can have such a different culture for it than another.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there, there was a, um, in Metrotown, I don't know if you ever went to that mall, they had a, a uh, actually a pretty decent arcade there that had, like, a lot of newer stuff and a lot of imported stuff, and it was actually kind of a place to go to play, like, the latest cool stuff. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, though, but it tended to be moderately populated, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's almost, like, regional, within within a region, even. One arcade that I
1: would have absolutely loved as a kid, but... Uh, I avoided, like, the plague as an adult. Uh, there was an arcade in Japantown in San Francisco. Yeah. And you know how you, you can win prizes at some arcades? Yep. The prizes that you could win here was all candy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. So so it's like, the
0: as someone who
1: you. has, like, a, a gaming and a candy addiction, <laughs> I was just like, okay, fuck I'm not going in there ever. (laughs)
0: Uh, uh, Yeah. It's like heroin. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Uh,
1: But it, it looked amazing aside from my personal issues.
0: (laughs) You just needed a chaperone to follow you around and yeah, uh, exactly. And and donate them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Funny. Yeah. Um, Was it like more of a Japanese style arcade? Oh yeah. It was
1: it was like very Japanese. Like all all the games were definitely in Japanese. Oh yeah, yeah. It it, yeah, there was no like Pong or Pac Man or anything like that.
0: Right. Uh, I definitely I don't know. Um, I find it interesting the the it's almost like the aesthetics of a Japanese arcade are just different. Yeah. Somehow it's like it's more lit up and blue and it's louder and and flashing lights and everything and the cabinets are different, right? Yeah. when I picture a, a typical cabinet over here, it's that uh, really hard to describe shape, but it's like a giant box. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's black and it, the screen's in the top half and then it kind of juts out in the middle and you can play or whatever, like really arcade, uh, really like Atari era blocking. Yeah, it. yeah. And in Japan, it's like those, those almost quite consistently, those white, like kind of UFO shape. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say like round shaped things. Yeah, with a chair in front, with a stool in front of them. And that's yeah. so standard. It's like you go... So I've been in arcades and they have like the newer game section and the older game section. The new game section is like 100 yen per play. And the old game section is like 10 yen per, per play, which is a, yeah. awesome. Um, and it's the same physical cabinet housing both games in many cases. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's custom hardware for the, for the game, like steering wheels and stuff to smack and stuff, that's one thing. But like I see like very modern fighting games in like this like... Obviously, grubby, older cabinet that they've had for however long, and they just put the game right in, and that's it, right? And that's yeah. just standard, I guess. And yeah, that was I like part
1: of the appeal of those machines uh, is that they were able to just replace the artwork on the side, or or replace <laughs> yeah. the motherboard on the inside.
0: Yeah, yeah. um Which is, I, I think, so it, that resulted in like kind of a collector's market too, because you had. Yeah people throwing things out and like losing parts that were super rare and stuff. I, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it. I actually have a, um, original ooh, donkey Kong jr. Arcade panel in my, my little nerd room here. Nice. Um, 1981 or something. And the way I got it, uh, I forget why it was back to that uh, mailing list at, at, the company just the retro game f- enthusiast list or whatever and some guy was mentioning he used to run a game store and he, he since Nintendo of America is like a two minute walk from my office literally um, and this guy was working in the same office at the time or nearby anyway um, well wait I guess he was running a game store he was, he was in the area um, but he uh, he would go dumpster diving <laughs> at Nintendo of America all the time nice. and so one time he just found like a whole bunch of Dark Young Jr. panels that had been thrown out and he just grabbed them all so he just gave me one That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's like worth anything or whatever, but I mean that's that's like 35 years old. So, you know, I
1: I I think uh, remembering back, I think uh, an arcade version of Donkey Kong at a campground may have been the very first time I saw a video game.
0: hmm, Nice.
1: Or at least it's the the first time I remember seeing
0: one. Interesting. The first video game I remember seeing, of all games, this is the honest truth, is um, E.T. on the old Atari. Nice. I had a cousin who had it and of course I had no concept I hear that of, was a
1: fantastic game
0: <laughs> well, I had no concept of a good game and a bad <laughs> game to me it was just like awesome like you bend the joystick around and this thing on the screen like his neck goes right like it was Yeah. I don't know it was, it was fun for me so uh, I don't know if I'd call it a fond memory but I don't when I hear people talk about E.T. I don't just immediately think oh, I think <laughs> back to being at my grandfather's house and my cousin bringing his Atari over and us playing E.T. on Atari I don't even think I'd seen the movie or didn't I, I don't know yeah. I probably didn't know what it was. You were probably (laughs) too young to see it. Probably, you know. Don't they say, like, damn in the movie or something?
1: I I think, like if i recall correctly there's like an argument between the two kids at the very beginning of the movie and one calls the other penis breath
0: yes yeah and as
1: soon as that happened my mom shut off the movie and i never (laughs) got to watch it (laughs) (laughs) and so Uh, i don't think i've ever seen it
0: (laughs) (laughs) come on spielberg get your family movies in line yeah (laughs) it was like
1: the same way I wasn't allowed to watch Indiana Jones because of the whole face melting thing
0: oh really um I remember trying to rent like Japanese cartoons when it was like fresh like it was like 1993 and everyone was like you should see these cartoons coming out of Japan man they're called anime and like whatever right and and so um my grandmother lived in St. Catharines Ontario and we'd go and they had a video game store that was awesome and it had like all these imported games and imported whatever and they had a huge uh section of like just japanese cartoons and i remember begging my mom to let me rent like these awesome looking uh, i don't know if you've heard of Appleseed. i remember yeah, that I've heard of it i haven't yeah. seen it it's just like robot cops and stuff But at the time yeah, i was like that's the coolest thing ever oh my god and like the back of the box of course has like this explicit warning to parents yeah. it contains dun 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 and so my mom never let me rent anything and then yeah. you grow up a bit and you rent it and it's like the character says shit there's three explosions and like you know some weird <laughs> pointless shower scene or something is like the, the most tame thing ever I mean not always some of them are, are brutal but like the stuff I'd wanted to watch was typically honestly pretty tame so I missed out on a lot of a lot of art man come on yeah I th- I think my favorite anime shower scene was Chun-Li uh that's everyone's favorite isn't it? <laughs> it's always so gratuitous right <laughs> yeah <laughs> well they probably Uh, figured we know who's watching these exactly retarded like 11 year old males who are like excited to see chung lee who is shaped in the way they want to see her shaped yeah let's just go with it (laughs) yeah yeah and then she
1: beats up vega
0: um i kind of remember that yeah I actually, I owned the VHS. Like, I'm telling you, my mom kept me I away from you, all this. I but think you gave
1: me the VHS. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's entirely possible because I certainly don't have it now. I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure you gave that to me along with Mega Man 8. <laughs>
0: awesome. Oh, man. Ridiculous. Did I really give you Mega Man 8?
1: Yeah, you gave me Mega Man 8 when I was going to Sheridan. Like, gave, uh,
0: not sell, but gave?
1: Yeah, you, like, gave it to me as a going-away present.
0: Was I, like, I hate this? You're welcome. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. It's funny that I've since reacquired it. It's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. I think it was, like... So, I have the Saturn version of all versions. And I think it was, like... I was, like, hmm, I have a Saturn in games. Yeah, well, I, I was, like... I can relate more to my Saturn game collection if I've at least kind of heard of some of the titles, you know, so I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to buy the Capcom games I knew and the whatever, but uh, <sighs> ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous.
1: Nice. Yeah, yeah, you gave that one to me and then I played it and then I think I like, <laughs> Told you th- the next year is like you know you can have this back if you want. <laughs> <laughs> and You're like, no, that's okay.
0: <laughs> you should, you should have like given it to someone else. It's like what do they call it um, when you when you pay for the guy behind you with the drive-through? The like pay it back, pay it forward, or, pay or, it yeah. forward. Yeah, so you, you could like, pay. we should do that with like copies of Final Fantasy 8 too. Just like <laughs> <play. laughs> pay it forward, right? The thing Man, about
1: that to- is that uh, most people seem to genuinely love Final Fantasy 8
0: We'd be genuinely paying it forward then.
1: Sometimes I feel like it's only you and me that hate it.
0: I can't believe how often I meet people who, who, yeah, like adore the game. I I could like write a thesis on everything. We're,
1: we're, we're going to do that as a podcast.
0: Oh, probably. I, I would happily <laughs> do that. I mean, I've literally, you know, I, I, of course I haven't played it in like a few years, but last time I did play it was like, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, you ever, like, play a game? I think I
1: actually played through the game in its entirety two times.
0: Wow, man. I, I have one and a half, which is terrible. But um, you, you ever play, play a game or watch a movie or whatever, and you think that was so awesome or that was so horrible, and then, like, years pass and you play it again or you watch the movie again, and it's like, oh, why did I think that? Like, yeah. I remember picking Final Fantasy VIII up and being like, you know, super open mind. I know a lot of the visual things don't appeal to you or whatever, but super open mind. And I just hate hate hated it the last time i played it as well the time i actually played it right to the very end hate, yeah. hate hate hated it oh my god yeah um and yeah i could elaborate on that yeah i think long.
1: we will another time uh yeah, we're definitely. at a 51 minute mark right now so i think we should uh, call it quits and then uh we can we spend continue. another 50 minutes sometime <laughs> ranting about nothing but final fantasy eight
0: uh happily happily okay uh uh, what's a good closing? What, what was your What was your favorite arcade game? What was your favorite arcade experience? Let's go with that.
1: Uh, I I really liked playing Cruising USA.
0: Cruising USA, awesome. Sunset Riders, uh, man.
1: When you when you're a kid and you get to be behind the wheel of a car, it's empowering.
0: That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> what's the other game I like a lot? Um, there's a driving game I like. Ah, oh, what's it called? What's it called? Uh, it's got like a. It almost sounds like a poorly structured. English sentence even it's out out run Outrun? is that what's called uh
1: that was a game
0: um I can't remember if that's the one the one by the same guy who made uh like Shenmue and stuff anyway I like that a lot Outrun? oh man I can't remember what it's called uh but anyway um cool you ever play sense riders uh
1: I can't remember doing it
0: Outrun is the game I'm thinking of Um, Sunset Riders is a lot of fun it's just like a cowboy game but you're like on a horse like I don't know just shooting things Um, it feels like Metal Slug but in the Wild West I guess and then you have multiple people on the screen at the same time good game good game at least it felt like a great game in like 1994 or whatever
1: yeah cool Oh man! I just looked up "Cruising USA" on eBay, and I could totally buy it for over two thousand dollars.
0: What, like the box itself? Uh, like the the arcade machine? <laughs> Sweet! Those <laughs> things are not cheap, man. <laughs> not cheap. Common piece of junk game that no one wants is like eight hundred bucks or something.
1: I didn't notice that eBay allows you to do layaway. <laughs> really. You can pay eighty-two dollars for twenty-four months.
0: <laughs> it it almost sounds sensible.
1: <laughs> now and I yeah that actually makes me want to buy it now. <laughs> <laughs> and Except that's why I'm not going to. <laughs>
0: that's why eBay is a, a layaway. Yeah. All right.
1: Cool man. I, I'm gonna have to go check out that arcade on uh, on St. Catharines one of these days, and you will man. report you back. Will.
0: All right, well I'm looking forward to my uh, my next stopover in the the far east and play some stuff. Nice. Yes, there's actually a uh, closing note there's a um a, kind of the I don't know, I, I wouldn't call it a red light district, but like kind of just where all the businessmen go after work and drink their ass off and like there's like hostess girls and whatever yeah, else yeah. Um There's like that kind of area, probably in every major city in in probably all of Asia, but um in uh, Tokyo. In, in, well, yeah, of course. But in in Sapporo, actually, there's there's one, um, and in that area, they have a Famicom bar. That's what it's called, Famicom bar, and it's just it's just like a little bar, like a Japanese style one, um, and they have video games everywhere. And their motto is like relive those times, blah 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 blah. So I uh, I've been meaning to stop over there and check it out, but uh, hasn't happened yet. So that's that's uh, on the list for next time. Anyway, nice. I'll keep you posted. All right. (laughs) Next week, let me know how that goes. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. Will do. All right. Catch you later, dude. Yeah, take care, man. I'm going to sneak back in bed, I hope. Nice. Cool. All right. Happy Sunday.